I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. It is all happening for the New York Jets. It is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Christopher Arthur Canty, good morning. What's happening? Now, you said Arthur because of Arthur Smith and that weird mustache he's rocking? I would never hang that on you, bud. Okay, thank God. Because we're strictly strictly a goatee show. You know that, right? Yes, that is is a bad situation for Arthur Smith. But that's not where we're going today. Because, dear God, everything is happening around the New York Jets. The quarterback's helping out. They may get a new weapon. And they're getting ripped all at the same time. Here we go! Only one place to start. Aaron Rodgers has reworked his contract with the New York Jets. This is a $35 million voluntary pay cut that Aaron Rodgers has offered to the Jets. I'm having a blast, so I don't really see this as a one-year-and-done thing. Well, Aaron Rodgers has doing uh, has done everything he can so far to help the Jets to win fans over, to do everything possible in New York, and yesterday took a $35 million pay cut over, over the next two years. Wow. Canty. And not only that, has basically committed to playing two years for the New York Jets when we really didn't know what that situation is going to be. And so he is doing everything he can to help them right now. I mean, think about this. Aaron Rodgers' salary cap number at the moment, is lower than Zach Wilson's for the New York Jets. That's wow. what he has done to go to this far and give up $35 million to help the Jets win. And, not coincidentally, Dalvin Cook is scheduled to visit the Jets today, so maybe that gets done. They opened up. They've got about $15 million in cap space right now. Mm. Canty, this rework contract, he is doing everything he can to help them at the moment, and you have to give him credit for that. No, it absolutely changes the math on how I feel about what the Jets gave up to the Green Bay Packers, right? Just think about the trade. The Jets ended up giving up the uh, first-round pick and then a second-round pick and then a sixth-round selection in the 2023 draft and a conditional second-round pick in 2024 that could turn into a first-round pick if Aaron Rodgers meets certain criteria this upcoming season. So that's a hell of a haul that the Packers got And if the New York Jets were only looking at a one-year proposition with Aaron Rodgers, you could argue that if they didn't win a championship, that would be a bridge too far. But the fact that you're going to get multiple cracks at trying to win a Lombardi trophy with Aaron Rodgers as your starting quarterback, you absolutely have to feel like that's a boon for the front office and ownership at Florham Park. Well, here is Rodgers yesterday on the topic of trying to help them win and why this is not necessarily just one and done. Definitely some of it is uh, how much fun I'm, in, I'm having. It's all about the body, how the body feels. The team gave up uh, significant uh, pieces for it just to be a one-year deal. Um, I'm aware of that. I think there was uh, you know, an awareness of that. Uh, now, again, anything can happen with my body or with the success we have this year. But 
I'm having a blast, so I don't really see this as a one-year-and-done thing. Now, I would be remiss to not bring this up. Hmm. If I'm a Green Bay Packer fan or if I am the Packers today, as you would say, I'm going to feel a way about this. (laughs) Because think about two years ago, three years ago, all of the players the Packers lost to free agency during that stretch because Aaron Rodgers wasn't going to rework his deal and because they didn't know how long he was going to play. Devontae Adams. If I'm Devontae Adams today, I'm like, bro, what, what are we doing here? You know, he ended up getting a good enough offer from the Packers at the time, but it wasn't about that. Adams told us it was about, I don't know how long he's going to play because he won't commit to anything at all. And now all of a sudden, with a team that he hasn't even played a game with, he's taking a massive pay cut and he's doing everything he can to help them win when he wouldn't do that for us. And I built that relationship with him. And I'll tell you what else. If I'm the Packers, yeah, I got all of that in return. I also paid him over $300 million in his career which is the most of anybody ever, and he's going to make another 75 here the next two. And I took a $40 million cap hit this year to really just make him happy and get him traded away. Yeah, I mean, if you're a Green Bay Packers fan or if you're somebody in that franchise, you feel a way about it. But there's a difference in how the Packers have been operating in the twilight of Rodgers' career as opposed to what the Jets are doing right now. Aaron Rodgers has carte blanche with the New York Jets. Go back to earlier Mm -hmm. this offseason before he even got traded. The New York Jets went out and got Nathaniel Hackett to be their offensive coordinator. That's one of his good friends. He calls them kindred spirits. Others would call it being drinking partners. But then they also go out and get Randall Cobb. They also sign Alan Lazard. This is all before the trade becomes official with Aaron Rodgers. So they've allowed Aaron Rodgers to essentially play general manager uh, in that organization. The Green Bay Packers were never doing that. Under Ted Thompson or Brian Gutekunst, they would never give Aaron Rodgers that much leeway. Think about the conversations that we were having about Aaron Rodgers in his prime and how the Packers kept using first-round draft picks on the other side of the ball. They kept drafting defensive players, even though they had an MVP-caliber quarterback. It was maddening, but that's how the Packers did their business. It's clear that the Jets are doing it a little bit differently, and they're allowing Aaron Rodgers to take a page out of 2020 Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady and allowing that to be the blueprint. Remember Tom Brady, when he got down to Tampa, he took a below-market deal, and he says, I want Leonard Fournette. Tampa went out and got him. I want Antonio Brown. Tampa went out and got him. I want Rob Gronkowski. Tampa went out and got him. Tampa went out and got Tom Brady everything he felt he needed in order to win a championship, and, and their commitment to him paid off. It feels like that's the direction that the New York Jets are going into now. But I would caution Jets fans on this one thing. We're talking about a quarterback in Aaron Rodgers that's going into his age 40 season. Mm -hmm. Not everybody is Tom Brady. Not everybody's going to be able to give you MVP caliber quarterbacking into their early 40s. I guess Brady to his mid 40s. I, I don't know that we can assign that same level of productivity to Aaron Rodgers. But I will say this. By what he's done this offseason, he has laid the groundwork and set the stage for the Jets to be highly competitive over the next couple of seasons. And as a fan, you have to feel good about it. The other thing that I would say about it, it's going to make it hard to demonize or villainize Aaron Rodgers if things don't go according to plan this upcoming season just because of all of the things that he's done to try to put this team in the best position to be successful. Well, with that being the case, 
Then there's the Dalvin Cook factor. Rich Cimini tweeting earlier today, ESPN's NFL Nation Jets reporter, that he is visiting the Jets today. They have maintained steady interest in him. And Robert Sala, as he said the other day, you're not going to say no to a great player. This is a very, very real possibility for the Jets. And, and Canty, this is something that I really feel like vaults them right near the top of everything. Dalvin Cook added to that backfield with Brees Hall already. Well, I think we all have underplayed him coming back from the injury that he's coming back from and such a young running back. There's a lot left in the tank for Cook, who does a lot of different things for you as a running back. If the Jets are going to add him as a weapon to that offense, I think it absolutely, if there was any question before, they are now the favorites in the division, and apparently they were. Uh, there were because, according to Caesars Sportsbook, Right now, before the Cook thing has happened, if it does, the Jets are the second favorite to the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are plus 125. The Jets are plus 250. And the Mm. Dolphins are plus 300. I think that all changes here. Well, I I don't necessarily agree with the odds on their face, even without Dalvin Cook signing to the Jets. I I mean, I can look at the Jets on paper and say – I will say this. I will look at the Jets on paper and say they have fewer questions – than any other team in the AFC East. I can't remember the last time we would say that about the New York Jets, but that's how I feel going into it. Like, Buffalo's got some issues now. Along the offensive line, they got some issues with their number one receiver and their quarterback, and they got some issues on the defensive side of the ball, losing Tremaine Edmonds and losing Leslie Frazier, their defensive coordinator. So, Buffalo's got some issues there. I, I I don't see, like, the issues with the New York Jets are along the offensive line, but I look at their roster, big fella, they got eight competent offensive linemen on their roster. I mean, obviously the starting five, but you're talking about three guys on their bench in Billy Turner, Connor McGovern, and uh, Max Mitchell that you feel pretty good about if they have to step in in a pinch. So I, I, I look at the New York Jets and I say they have fewer questions than the other three teams in the division, which is why I would pick them to be the favorites going into 2023 to win that title. But that being said, I just think adding a player of Dalvin Cook's ilk solves a lot of their issues. Remember, this is a Jets team that was 24th in yards per carry, and they were 29th in yards after contact in the running game. Dalvin Cook last season was in the top 10 when it comes to rushes of 10 yards or more. He adds a lot of juice to that run game, and believe me, they're going to need it because what helps an aging quarterback, balance on the offensive side of the ball, being able to run the football, what helps a defense as dominant as the Jets, being able to control time of possession by running the football. So I just think Dalvin Cook adds a dimension to the Jets that they don't necessarily have, a guy that can be a dual threat in terms of being able to run the football and catch out of the backfield, and somebody that can step in and give you a lot of productivity early while Brees Hall works his way back. To me, the Dalvin Cook signing would make a ton of sense if they go that route, but again, that's not possible unless Aaron Rodgers takes the pay cut that he did yesterday. So kudos to Rodgers for doing what it takes to be able to give them an opportunity to go out and sign a running back of Dalvin Cook's caliber. Now, having said that, Canty, does this actually put them in the conversation with the Kansas City Chiefs if they sign Dalvin Cook? Ooh. I mean, yeah. we can have yeah. the conversation, at least, I, and I know, it's, yeah. I know it's not one on paper, but yeah. on paper, 
I, I, can't, I, I can't allow myself to get sucked in yet, but I kind of, I get it. Well, well here's, here's what I'll say. Like, if, if we're saying they have the fewest questions of any of those AFC East teams, I mean, how far off are they from the Ravens or the Cincinnati Bengals? How far are they off from the Jacksonville Jaguars? How far are they off from the Los Angeles Chargers? Like, to me, they're right there. And oh, you could yeah. probably make an argument that they would be better than a lot of those teams. Oh, so, yeah, yeah I, I don't... I don't think that they're that far away from where the Kansas City Chiefs are. Now, the quarterback notwithstanding, Pat Mahomes is the best football player on the planet. Um, so there's always going to be an advantage for them there. But they ain't that far off, balls. They're just not. Well, how about this, though? A-, a comment that just came out a few moments ago to USA Today's Jarrett Bell from Sean Payton. Not everybody is buying into the Jets offseason hype. This one From Sean Payton? I'm surprised. Can't you? Here it is. It doesn't happen often where an NFL team or organization gets embarrassed. And that happened here in reference to the Broncos. Part of it was their own fault relative to spending so much blanking time trying to win the offseason. The PR, the pomp and circumstance, marching people around and all this stuff. We're not doing any of that. The Jets did that this year. You watch. Hard knocks? All of it. I can see it coming. Remember when Dan Snyder put that dream team together? I was at the Giants in 2000. I was a young coach. I thought, how are we going to compete with them? Dion is there now. That team won eight games or whatever. So listen, just put the work in. Oh, that is a smack to the New York Jets from Sean Payton. Oofa. Listen, week five can't get here soon <laughs> enough. I mean, they, they play 425 on week five in Mile High Stadium. I can't wait for that game. That's going to be awesome. That's, that's the first thing I thought about. You know the second thing I thought about? Mm. A coach that's not afraid to put it on wax like Sean Payton just did, talking about the New York Jets. How is that going to work with a quarterback like Russell Wilson? <laughs> I, I think somebody said yesterday that by week 10, that whole Russell Wilson thing, his future in Denver, was very much going to be in question. Yeah. And I think that might have been a fat, bald <laughs> co-host of yours who said it. Yeah. I'm just, it's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. It is a juicy, juicy show. And we got to hear from you at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. If the Jets get Dalvin Cook now... Are they now the favorites in the AFC East definitively and right there atop the AFC with the Kansas City Chiefs in the same discussion? 888-729-3776. Up next, a new mustache for an NFL head coach. And um, is a friendship bracelet really the way to go? Plus, all of the thoughts that you need from one of our great NFL insiders in just moments. Diana Rossini joins us next. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio in the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your 
ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's Demon Time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to PrizePicks.com/Greenberg and use code Greenberg for a first deposit match up to $100. That's PrizePicks.com/Greenberg, code Greenberg for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Greeny, the podcast. Aaron Rodgers has reworked his contract with the New York Jets. This is a $35 million voluntary pay cut that Aaron Rodgers has offered to the Jets. I'm having a blast, so I don't really see this as a one-year-and-done thing. It is all happening for the New York Jets, and even more from Sean Payton about the job that the Jets' offensive coordinator did in Denver last year as the head coach. Mm. We get to that in 30 seconds with Diana Rossini. It's time to say good night to that check engine light with the free AutoZone Fix Finder service. It'll help you troubleshoot the likely cause of your light for free so you can drive with peace of mind. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80 presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, RVs, protection on the road and on the water Got to see how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and at Progressive.com. Diana joins us on set. Of course, ESPN NFL insider. Uh, Wow. With the Jets, there's a lot to dive into here. Uh, Rogers restructures his deal. Gives Not even restructures. Takes a massive pay cut. Mm -hmm. $35 The Jets now have Dalvin Cook coming in. And now Sean Payton from the from the. You know, the cheap seats firing away at the Jets actually said about the job Nathaniel Hackett did was one of the worst coaching jobs. What did he say? In the one history? of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL. Oh, my God. Yeah. And that was wow. just a part of an interview that he gave to USA Today. And the quotes are now just coming out because uh, the article was just published. And, and Peyton is just reflecting um not only on what the Denver Broncos situation was last year, basically saying there's dirt on everyone's hands. Everyone there was guilty of not doing their job well. Uh, But he was really pointing to the fact that it started from the top, and that being Nathaniel Hackett, who we now know is the play caller for the New York Jets and does have a lot of say and control over what this offense is going to do. 
Aaron Rodgers is still going to be doing everything and they're going to be doing what he wants. But that is now a coach that is on the staff of the New York Jets. Um, You know, and the other point that Peyton made in the article that stood out to me was he was touching on the hype that this Jets team is getting, the attention, the the sound bites that are coming out of the mouths of the players and the coaches in regards to this team – as if they're trying to win the offseason when we all know that doesn't matter. And look, I think when you, when you, when you bring on a player like Aaron Rodgers, you're going to get that attention naturally. Uh, but I do think Sean Payton does bring up a really good point. Um, there's hype here in the New York area. I can tell you that. I've been at the camp. I've been around this team. There's tons of excitement. But there has to be some type of control here soon um, because the expectations – I feel like they have to win more than the Super Bowl now. Is that even possible? Like, I feel like they, they have to win if, the world. Hey, if, if the Jets win the Super Bowl, that is more than winning the Super Bowl. It really is. It's true. But, true, I, but it's, it's like after they win that, then they have to clear all the traffic in the New York area, too. They have to solve every problem, it seems like. That's the type of pressure the New York Jets are now under, and some of it's their own doing. I just think Peyton's point there was they've got to pull this back a little. Otherwise... It, it, it's not going to be a good ending here. But, yeah, so like you said, so Davin Cook is visiting this this weekend. Uh, Sunday he's going to spend time uh, at the Jets facility uh, getting to know them and, and trying to potentially hammer out a deal knowing that Brees Hall is coming off this ACL injury. They've got a tough schedule, right? The Jets coming out of the gate. They got the Bills. Uh, they got the Patriots. They got the Dallas Cowboys. They got the Chiefs. Right out. So, so bringing in a guy like Dalvin Cook makes all the sense in the world from uh, it just playing it smartly until Brees Hall can get back. And they, they want to slow play this. They don't want to force him and rush him back here and re-injure it. We saw how valuable he was to this team last year and how good of a player and how explosive he is. So you have that, and then you have the reworking of the deal. We went in, we went in opposite order of how you presented it. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers reworked his deal to take a massive pay cut to possibly make room for a player like Dalvin Cook. So, Diana, the Dalvin Cook of it all, with the context of Aaron Rodgers giving back $35 million, would you be surprised if they let Dalvin Cook leave the building without signing him? I mean, what are they going to do, bring Mike Greenberg in and and just anchor him to his ankle? There's not much they can do, right? It's like if Dalvin Cook wants to leave, he's going to have to leave. Well, you can make him an offer that he can't refuse, though, right? I hear exactly what you're saying. You know, And you have the New England Patriots and the Miami Dolphins also still in the hunt and and, and interested in him. Jeremy Fowler recently reported that there's a, a, a visit that is planned um, between Dalvin Cook and the New England Patriots. We'll see if he'll be able to actually get out and, and visit, knowing that he has an opportunity to play on an offense that is as uh, explosive, dynamic, and, and potentially uh, superb as, as we're, we've already seen with Aaron Rodgers now under center. Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL Insider. Joining us, it's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. One thing, though, on, on Peyton and this comment as it pertains to the Jets, you know Peyton as well as anybody. How? Why? Why? We know what he's saying. Most of what he's saying is accurate. But why take this shot at the Jets? I think sometimes um, when you talk to coach and he lets his guard down, he he is a consumer of information. He watches and sees everything. Um, he has tons of passion for for the game of football, for the NFL, and you know it's it's why he can't ever step away. He can't be away from the game because he loves it so much. I don't know why he'd be motivated. 
um, to take a shot, but I, I, I'm going to guess it's to try to take some heat off Russell Wilson. I think Russell's been criticized so much that this was perhaps Peyton's way of going, look, this, this isn't a, an example of where Russell Wilson just lost all the mojo, lost all that magic, lost all the, all the skills that we've seen in the past. This was the fact that from top to bottom, every part of this organization was underperforming significantly. And we, we discuss all the time, Chris, the, the power of a good head coach. It completely transforms the identity of a team. And, and Peyton being such a detail-oriented person um, in New Orleans, everything had his pops prints all over it um, because it was important to him. You know, this is a person that was mentored by Bill Parcells that he was responsible for everything. From, from what they were going to put out on the field to the music that was playing inside the Superdome to the amount of smoke that was used when they called out the players. I mean, that's how detail-oriented this man is. So I don't, I'm not sure if this is just being petty uh, of Sean Payton, over-talking, giving too much information, but I'm going to guess it's going to just come back to him. that He put that out there to try to take the heat off the Denver Broncos. Diana, yesterday... <laughs> You had Jim Irsay, owner of the Indianapolis Colts, have some poignant comments about the running backs uh, conversation and how the depressed market for that position group is inappropriate. And he said agents are selling bad faith when it comes to contract negotiations with running backs. Now, of course, Jonathan Taylor, Colts running backs agent, fired back and saying it's bad faith not to negotiate with your best player on the offensive side of the ball. Just exactly where does things go when it comes to the overall feelings about the running back market and what happens with that position group financially moving forward. Uh, Chris, unfortunately for the running backs, I don't believe it's going to change. I think there's obvious emotions and frustrations and and, and rightfully so from, from players. I understood during this entire process between Saquon Barkley and the New York Giants, why Saquon wanted a long-term deal, why he wanted to be paid. And then we saw what happened. The New York Giants wound up giving him a, a little bit more incentive that you know, we can we can argue it wasn't really much, right? The New York Giants walked away from this. They won. They won in this. They got Saquon in the building. And perhaps maybe they even took advantage of the fact that Saquon Barkley is such a team-oriented guy. He wants to be a New York Giant for life. I don't think he had the stomach to sit out mm. and be away from his team. And I, I talked to GM Joe Shane yesterday, actually, at practice. And I will say that there's certainly a lot of relief, I think, from the entire organization as a whole. This, this was stressful. This was difficult for them to do this. But, but I think they know that they did the right thing from a business side. And ownership supported this. Ownership was behind this front office and the decisions they were making in regards to Saquon. So now we have uh, you know, the rest of this running back market. Josh Jacobs is now getting all the attention because we know he's not signed his franchise tag. He's not going to be showing up to training camp, according to, to the Raiders. This could change. We'll see what if they're going to be able to to come up with a plan. Um, but but for now, and, and even Joe Shane was asked that question yesterday about the running back market, do you foresee it changing and getting back on track, we'll call it. Not even back on track, but getting more lucrative. It's, it's just not. It's not. This has been going on for 10 years, as you guys know. Diana, Diana, really quick, just to follow up with the running back conversation overall. I know that there are not any simple fixes. There's no silver bullet in all of this. But based on our collective bargaining agreement, knowing that players on rookie contracts can hold out and have teams forgive the fines that they accrue during training camp, 
Why don't we see more running backs hold out after their third year, knowing that they have a shorter shelf life than every other position group on an NFL roster? I think running backs are trying to figure this out, right? So we know about the phone call last week, and and I spoke to some people that uh, spoke to some of the running backs that were on the call. I didn't I didn't speak to any direct running backs that were there, um, and they're trying to come up with ideas like this. Um, to try to figure out a way to add more value to their position. But I, I, I'm, I'm just going to stick with what, what I've been, what people have shared with me around the league that make these kind of decisions that are paying these players, that they don't see it getting any better. And, and you know, the joke is always, oh, make sure, you know, if your kids are running back right now in high school, switch his position now. Um, because it, cause it, it's not going to get any better. So I don't know why they have not thought to hold out as a, as a, as a whole, but – by, by the way this is going, we could po- possibly see in the future, you know, Chris? All right, Diana. Diana Rossini is with us, and you know what that means. She's our life coach. Dear Diana. She's your life coach. I think she should go with her initial instinct, which is, I'm going to avoid this. Hop on Bumble. Go find some other love somewhere else. <laughs> it's time for Dear Diana with our life coach, Diana Rossini. Tweet your questions using the hashtag Dear Diana. I'm ready to go. We will start with a topic that I know you have strong opinions on. Oh the first email or tweet, rather, comes in from Steve, who took note of Arthur Smith's comment yesterday when he called his mustache a, quote, lifestyle change. Is a mustache a lifestyle change? The lifestyle change is no woman is ever going to kiss you again. That's the <laughs> lifestyle change. You're going to just be alone watching football. Um I'm not sure what coach is doing here. Um, I noticed last year he he had a beard. He tried the beard. Uh, then he got rid of it. He even lost some weight. And, and I thought coach's stock was up in terms of the, the physical glow up. This is horrible. The, he is now <laughs> at the bottom. And here's the thing. I have so many hopes for the Atlanta Falcons this year. I think they're going to be really good. I love what Arthur Smith does. I love what Arthur Smith's about. I hate Arthur Smith's mustache. He needs to take a FedEx box and send that out of here. Wow. 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 I mean, Diana, he gave it a shot. It didn't work out. But you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. And speaking of shooting your shot, we got word from Travis Kelsey on his podcast with his brother Jason Kelsey about Travis shooting his shot at Taylor Swift and sending her a friendship bracelet to try to break the ice between the two. Now, word on the street is that Taylor didn't even want to meet him, but your thoughts on sending a friendship bracelet to kindle a relationship with a celebrity. First of all, she better swiftly move along on that one because the line (laughs) of women that I see at Arrowhead to just meet them. Um, In fact, even just in my own friend circles of of single friends there, that he is the one player women are always asking me about always like, what's he like? Is he cute? Is he, you know? Um, and he, he's, he's a lovely person. He's a very nice person. Um, I love how brave he was to do that. The mm. only thing is he made a bracelet, the friendship bracelet. And if you don't know what they are they're you know, it's a very, they're very tiny beads. His hands are huge. You're telling me he sat there and made beads to put his phone number on it to give to her. Uh, I mean, if he did more power to him, cause that is more effort to get the attention of a woman than I think most men would do. I mean, I think the average man thinks buying a girl a cocktail is enough, right? Uh, in my case. But, I gotta, but Diana, Diana, just to be clear on this, like the friendship bracelet is something that Travis Kelsey can get away with. 
But can the average guy get away with doing the friendship bracelet a thing to get, a, get the attention? A th- you want to know okay. why? Because it's just different. It's, it is so okay. much better to give a friendship bracelet than it is to slide in a DM. Like, mm. if a guy at a bar just came up and gave me a bracelet and put it on and – now, if you really want to add a cherry on top of it, maybe have a little message there with it, with your number, right? Something really sweet and quick. But who's making bracelets when they're in? That's the <laughs> other really issue. It's a little that? weird and creepy, you know? Yeah, like the guy's over in the corner. Oh, I wish, I I wish listeners for- could see you right now. He's making the creepiest <laughs> little motion with his fingers like he's sewing a little mitten. Hi, um, hi I made this for you. Look, <laughs> Travis Kelsey may have uh, you know, saved himself and saved the rest of us uh, from, from a Taylor Swift album, right? Because you know if they broke up and it didn't end. (laughs) She was about to scorch Earth and Chief's Kingdom probably would have lost their mind. So this may have worked out. She's a Philly girl anyway. She's going for the wrong Kelsey brother. Uh, Oh, excellent point. Excellent point. That Kelsey brother has already spoken for Oh, that's true. But you know what? I'd have a lot more respect. I respect the fact that she shot him down. Little thirsty move on his part, I thought. Very. Wow. You know what, though? I'm a traditional woman. It is nice to see a man chasing a woman because all... Nowadays, I feel like everyone's like, oh, it doesn't matter. Everyone's equal. I, I still think there's something very kind and nice and generous when a man chases after a young lady. Awesome stuff as usual. You always bring it. You are Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL Insider. Thank you. Mustaches and bracelets. Kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm picturing a guy wearing a bracelet and a mustache as well, and that's not kind of creepy. Oh that's all God. kinds of creepy. He probably drives a white panel van. <laughs> it's Candy and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. And, of course, you can catch us on the ESPN app. Just click watch, look for Greeny, and enjoy. In moments, a historically great player not yet leaving L.A. That. In just moments. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. 
Greeny, the podcast. Breaking news, Shohei Otani not going anywhere. The Angels and pulling Otani off the trade market. I think it'll probably be a combination of the team having won six of its last seven games, but I think ultimately it's the fact that they want to make the playoffs this year. And good for the Angels. We'll get to that move and an even bigger move that may have really started to show Otani what their intentions are. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Canty, not only did they pull Shohei Otani off the trade block, but last night... The Angels also went out and got probably the top starter, at least at the moment, that's on the free that's on the trade market in Lucas Giolito and Ronaldo Lopez, the reliever from the White Sox, and Canty. They traded away two of their three top prospects in doing so. And I give them credit because Arte Moreno has not done a whole lot right as their owner, but in this instance. Even if they don't get home to make the postseason, they're now four games out in the wild card. I, I at least winning seven of ten, they're taking a chance and they're showing Otani, we're not going to give up on winning and we're not going to give up on trying to keep you here for the long term. Yeah, I, I love the move by the Angels and and they've had some misstep over the years in terms of trying to field a competitive team. The Anthony Rendon contract was just god awful. But you got to appreciate Artie Moreno giving the green light to the front office to make this move when people thought the Angels could potentially be sellers and moving the biggest chip at the, before the trade deadline. They decide to double down on what this season is going to be. And as you mentioned, they're only four games away from the last wild card in the American League, and you're talking about two months of baseball left. So it's not exactly an insurmountable task in terms of being able to claw back into this thing and be in the postseason picture. And if you're looking at the biggest issues for the Angels this season, it's not scoring runs. They're seventh in runs scored in baseball this season. It's about run prevention. They've got the 20th ranked staff ERA. And so adding an arm like Lucas Giolito is going to go a long ways to helping to improve that. They have to work on run prevention. And that was a big step forward for this team. Here's Alden Gonzalez, ESPN Major League Baseball reporter, on the decision to keep Otani at this point. I think it was probably a combination of the team having won six of its last seven games, still being in contention. I think it's also maybe not being very impressed by what they would have potentially gotten back for him. But I think ultimately, it's the fact that they want to make the playoffs this year. They feel like Shohei Otani gives them the best chance to do it. And a lot of people believe that Artie Moreno wants to sign him as a free agent. The Angels would have no chance to sign Shohei Otani as a free agent if they were to trade him right now. So at 52 and 49, as we said, 7 of 10 since the All-Star break. Before that, Canty, they had lost 13 of 17, and it certainly looked like it was headed in the other direction. I, I under normal circumstances would be against committing these kind of assets like two of your top three prospects, even though one of them's a catcher and they've already got their long-term catcher. Mm -hmm. Um, I normally would be against this for making a push and maybe getting to a wild card, but this this is about so much more than that. I I love the fact that they are committing to it because, frankly, publicly a lot of us have just left them for dead as an organization. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And if you look at it 
through their eyes. This is about giving Shohei Otani a reason to stay. Remember, once upon a time, Shohei Otani had his pick of teams that he could go to, and he chose the Los Angeles Angels. So if you're management, if you're that front office, you just want to give him every reason to stay. Show him that there is there is no lengths that you won't go to in order to field a competitive team while he's there. Now, you know, you're talking about getting Mike Trout back in a few weeks. We'll see what happens with this team and whether or not they'll be able to string together some wins and get on a bit of a roll because we know once you get into postseason, it might not necessarily be about who has the best regular season record. It's about the team that's playing the best baseball once you go to the tournament. So I, I, I like the Angels making this move because of what it does for them this season, but also the implications once we get to the winner in hot stove and potentially keeping the best player in all of baseball. Yeah, can I say the thing, though, that not a lot of people are really saying? What's that? Mike Trout kind of falling off here a little bit. We got problems. We got injury issues the last few years that have been consistent. And this year has not hit the fastball when he was healthy and only hitting 263. Uh, I understand his OPS is still up there because teams are still going to be afraid to pitch to him. Can't he? Mike Trout feels like even when he's healthy, he might be falling off here a little bit, even at just 31. He might be, but he's still a good baseball player, even though he might not be the best baseball player on the planet like he was once upon a time. You got a better chance of getting to the postseason and making some noise with Mike Trout in your lineup as opposed to not. Yeah, I, I think so. I'll be I'll be very you think curious. So. <laughs> I, I, because earlier in the year, there were a lot of times. He just looked bad at the plate. Like, he couldn't catch up to some fastballs. And I was, I, I was really curious about that before he got hurt and how that was going to play out. And when he's back, I, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this because I actually am not an Angels fan at all. But I will be rooting for them to try to get to the wild card here. Because I, it, just for the game itself, it is so much better to see a team not bail out on the superstar and try to keep him. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Anthgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.